As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Hey, hey, we are back. I have the incredible Ashley Fernandez with me. Hey, Ashley. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I know. We have literally been like on Zoom for the last 30 minutes, like pulling up a Google map, looking at Ashley's new house in North Carolina, (laughs) talking about all the things. We have literally talked about 15 different topics in the last 30 minutes. And I looked down at the clock and I was like, we better press record. And yes. Uh, do this podcast episode. So Ashley, you are so incredible. I just love so many things about you, your energy, your personality, um, your confidence and boldness in your business with your message, the way that you share so openly and personally about all types of things that are going on in your world. I mean, you and I have a lot in common too. We're married to the loves of our lives. We have kids. We are business owners. We both recently partnered with a business partner And a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about just some things that were going on help-wise behind the scenes. So we have got Mm. a lot of ground to cover in the next 30 minutes. So how I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to you and um, just let you kind of introduce yourself and talk about, maybe talk about like what's been going on in your life lately with the move and uh, your decision to partner with somebody in business, like just sort of open it up and we'll go from there. Ooh, it's kind of a loaded, a loaded thing. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I'll try to keep it brief. Um, I'm an open throat in human design, so I can talk forever and ever and all those things. So anyways, Ashley Mae Fernandez, I am a marketing and mindset coach, and I specifically work with entrepreneurs. Um, I love to work with the ones who are a little bit more of like the woo side, right? Like that their messaging tends to be a little unclear because someone kind of read it and like, that sounds nice, but what does that actually mean? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we all know those people or... On the flip side too, we have a lot of clients who go very, very logical, very strategical, and there's kind of not that like heart to heart connection, you know? Um, So I like to say, I love to be in the messy middle. I love to combine both the subconscious with the strategy and kind of bring the feminine and the masculine kind of balance in between. So um, our little tagline for our business is uh, helping you create marketing that is as powerful as you and the work that you do. Uh, a lot of our clients say like, oh my gosh, I'm so good at what I do, but I have no idea how to articulate it online. Or um, they'll say like, I can close clients super easy one-on-one. But then when I get online, I have no idea how to do it. Or um, or like, man, I just wish I could just do what I do and not have to market. Like all the time. We hear that all the time. So that's what we basically partner together. So um, partnership wise, yes, we did uh, both Megan and I were talking about how we just partnered And um, I partnered with, actually, she used to be a client of mine and I was coaching her and I was like, dang, you are really good at what you do. And um, there's a whole backstory of how we actually ended up becoming business partners. It was actually really cool. Like there was prophetic dreams involved, which was insane and just everything worked out perfect. But um, yeah, so her name is Rachel Olstead and she is a, also a business and mindset coach. So we partnered together. 
um, and created the company, The Unbound Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And likewise, yes, like she said, I have been going on, I think every person has, anyone I've talked to has been going on kind of this self-development trying to figure out who you are journey. I think like a lot of things have happened in the world the past couple of years and um, a lot of self-reflection. And so for the past couple of years, I've really been digging into kind of the programming that I've had and like, do I really believe that? Does that really serve me? Mm. And um, last year I went to a powerhouse event with Tracy lit. We talked about that earlier and um, it was such an amazing event. I had so many aha moments, transformations. And I remember sitting in Florida in West Palm beach on the beach. And I just said to myself, I want to move to the beach. I don't want to live where we're living anymore. I am so ready to be this best version of myself. I'm so ready to stop, you know, listening to my excuses. And I flew home um, and literally walked in the door and told my husband, uh, I want to sell our house and move to the beach. And how you know you've married the most amazing man was he was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, then sure. Like, why not? Let's do it. Right. Like literally, and it was his dream home. We lived on 11 acres. Wow. And it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, beautiful. Right. Like, um, but we were kind of lonely. We didn't have a lot of people near us. Um, and it just felt like I was living Groundhog's Day. I literally felt like I was the same day over and over and over again. There was really no pleasure, no joy. And um, yeah, so we were like, all right, let's sell it. And of course we sold when the market was hot. So we like got basically double what we paid for a house, which was like, Amazing. Woo, amazing. Right. And then, yeah, literally found a rental house online, packed up all of our stuff and was gone in three weeks, like sold our house, gone in three weeks. And um, yeah, so now we are living, we're currently living in the rental and we bought a house, have renovated it right near the water. And um, we are moving in hopefully next weekend. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah, it was, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's just this. Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Yeah, the best I actually be. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about like that decision-making process. You know, you and I have been in this industry, the coaching space, whether we've been in personal development or um, life coaching, business coaching, like all the things, like we see it all, right? Like we're just sort of inundated with becoming the best version of yourself for lack of a better way of saying it. And there still is so much angst and anxiety and fear and doubt and worry about going down the path that we truly feel like we are being called to to walk down, whether that's um, going into a partnership in a business, like that's a big decision to make, you know, that, I mean, I did it too. That's not something I take lightly. That's a really big decision. It's a big decision to move your entire family from one location to the next, especially when you, you have other people involved. You've got kids, school, sports. I, I know your kids are a little bit younger, but there's a lot of things to consider. And So many folks are just mulling over in their minds and ruminating over all the what ifs. And then then we are really repeating Groundhog's Day every single day in our lives. And, you know, you're someone who's making decisions that are powerful, that are bold, that are authentic, that are aligned, and, and you're trusting and you're doing it. And then, so I'd love to hear you talk about like, what is that like for you to make decisions often, quickly, and powerfully? And then I'd love for you to talk about like, what does that decision-making allow you to step into and what blossoms on the other side of making those decisions? Such a good, such a good question topic. I'll say too, like there's a quote, this is totally random, but I was walking in downtown Raleigh where I used to live a couple of years ago. 
And it was like one of those mornings where like everything was going wrong. My toddler like didn't want to wear the shoes that I picked out for her. She was mad because she didn't want to brush her hair. You know, it was like one and I was running late. I had to be on a call. Like it was one of those mornings where everything was just complete chaos. And so I used to have an office in downtown Raleigh and I had to park and I had to walk a couple blocks to, to this office. And I, they were doing road construction. So I had to take a different route and which was longer. And I was mad about that. Right. Like I literally was just like, so just angry and frustrated. And so I'm standing on the side of the street at a stoplight about to walk across the street. And I look over and I see this quote graffitied on the side of a building. And it literally hit me like a ton of bricks. And I have this, I have it on a sticky note on my computer. I literally think about it every single day. And it is the quote, live a life you would relive. Oh, like I just wow. want that to sink in. Live a life you would relive. Like literally I got goosebumps even just saying it now. And I remember standing there and the light had already turned and I'm just staring at it. And it was written in red too, like red, like you could not miss it. Like it was bold. fire. Yeah. Fire. Yes. And I got teary eyed because I realized like, I'm not living a life that I enjoy. I'm not being the person that I want to be. I don't want to be the mom who's frustrated and angry because my daughter doesn't want to put on shoes. Like, is it more important for her to put on her shoes or is it more important to have this amazing relationship with my daughter? Mm -hmm. Do I want her to remember me yelling at her because we're going to be late? Or do I want her to remember me being patient and saying, okay, well, if you don't want these shoes, what about these shoes? These are the options. Again, not like being a pushover, but do you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it just put everything into perspective. And I remember just, I literally say that quote to myself every single day. And I'll say, is this the life I want to relive? If I died today, the end of this day, and I could only come back and relive today, would the, and I couldn't change anything, would this be the day I'd want to relive? Like, would I want to relive this? It puts everything into perspective. That's like a life-changing moment that literally mm-hmm. shifted. That's like an earthquake. Yeah. That literally like it tilted is. your earth on its axis. 100%. And really, truly like, Yes, it is super hard to make these big decisions, but I also say like, if this were the last day on earth, would I regret not making this decision? Mm. Would I want to do this? Mm -hmm. Right. And I know this is going to sound really cliche and like, like, oh yeah, easier said than done, but it really is easy done. Like it, you can do it. And it is this, like, you don't know what's going to happen anyway. You never know what's going to happen anyway. So why not? take the risk. Why not do what you want to do? And like, I actually heard this, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and they were talking about this. Um, I was listening to a podcast with Catherine Zinkina and she was saying how she's a manifestation coach. And Mm -hmm. she was saying how she was in an Uber one time. And this guy um, was asking her what she did. And she was explaining, he's like, Oh, so you just lie to yourself every day. And she was like, well, you lie to yourself anyway. You might as well tell yourself good lies. And I stopped and I was like, oh my God, she's so right. Like when you tell yourself you're not enough, that's a negative lie that you're telling yourself. So like, you know what I mean? Why not just lie to yourself anyway? Why not be delusional? Like, I know that sounds really bad, but why not be delusional? And so it was this kind of moment, like that will be, that was the moment that actually happened a couple of weeks before I left to go on the powerhouse retreat. And that is when I kind of made those decisions sitting out by the beach of like, this is what I want to be. Like, this is who I want to do. And, and then just having that assurance of, I am always going to have my back. Yeah. That self-trust. Mm-hmm. It is scary, but I know like no matter what happens, I'll always have my back and it always works out. Yeah. 
It always works out. Like I think about that all the time, especially with money, because people are like, so like most of your insecurity always comes up around money, right? Like that's, especially as an entrepreneur, that's like a huge topic. And I always just kind of like, when is money never not worked out? Amen to that. I think about that a lot too, Ashley. I mean, look, we all, I don't care how far along somebody is in business or how much money somebody makes, even if they're making billions of dollars, money is going to ebb and flow. It's going to go up and down. Like everybody has a different like threshold of what feels good to them sitting in their bank account. And when you get below that, like you freak out. Even if you're a billionaire, I've heard Jesse say he still worries that his credit card isn't going to go through and he's a billionaire Mm -hmm. married to a billionaire. Like that stuff like never goes away. And I Mm -hmm. say that to myself too. When I have those moments and those seasons in my life, which I still have them today as a business owner, where it's like, God, like really like, my bank account is really there. Like, seriously, yeah, are we really going to go there? But then I'm like, you know what? I got to give it up to God because when, when is he ever not taking care of me, whether it's <laughs> money or it's relationship or it's a move or it's anything. And then that it's like that thought, that thought in your mind. And when you ruminate over that thought and you remind yourself of that thought all the time, then you start behaving and you start yeah. acting in that way. And then you find evidence you know, of it. Like, $25,000 sales come through or like whatever. Yeah, I get I get that. Yeah, and you find the evidence. Yeah, it's never not worked out. And then this is another thing too, like now that we're even on the topic of money, this was something that I shifted my focus on is that a lot of people focus on money, right? Because they're like, oh, if I have money, then I can pay the bills or I can do whatever. And actually I learned this from a manifestation coach. And I remember like thinking like, oh, that's kind of weird. But she, she said it sometime. And I was like, oh my God, that actually makes sense. And she was saying like in even manifestation process, again, if you're not into manifestation, this still, this still will apply. But she was like a lot of people when they make a goal and they want something, um, she said they focus on money, right? Like, oh, I need to make like $30,000. And she's like, or they, they try to manifest $30,000 instead of actually focusing on what it is they're going to buy with the money, right? Like she was like, so if you're focusing on what it is that you want with the money, you're taking the mo- your focus off of money. And that's when money can actually flow to you. Because when you're focusing on money, you're like, oh, I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. And you're looking at it in like a lack mentality. And so it's never going to come to you because you're thinking there's a lack of it, right? And so she's like, why not just focus on what it is that you want? So for example, it's going to be a really silly example, but for example, you know, when I was saying nothing's never not worked out, like I remember Ben, my husband asking me, what is it not working out for you? I was like, not being able to afford food or not being able to eat. And it was interesting because I was like, I'll always have food. Like, instead of being like, I'll never have money. I'm like, I will always have food. Like it's, it's like food. You know what I mean? Like I could go to McDonald's and get a happy meal, you know, but that's still food, not the best food. But so I was like, like, I will always have food. Like, I've never not had food. Do you know what I'm saying? Instead of being like, oh, I've never not had money. But it's like taking that focus off of money and putting it on like what it would you would buy or what you think that money is going to get you. Yeah. Right. It's just very interesting. So like a, a brain trick, a subconscious little hack that you can do. But yeah, that's what it was. It's like it's never not worked out. Yeah. So go back to the decision about the house, because I want you to share has it been smooth sailing since you made the decision and you guys sold the house, you bought the house? Like, has it been smooth sailing? Have oh. there been hiccups? Has there been bumps in the um, road? 
I know everyone loves an underdog story, but this isn't going to be one. Um, yeah, it was smooth sailing. I literally said, Hey, um, I told my husband, Hey, I want to sell the house. I came home on a Thursday, talked to my husband that night, literally contacted a real estate agent on Friday. She came on Sunday, said, Hey, this is what we can list your house for. And it was more than what we thought we could list it for. And then, um, basically, we were like, yeah, we just want to paint. We we have small kids. Like um, Megan said, I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And so we were like, there's scuffs and stuff all over the wall. So I was like, I, I just want to get it painted. Like, I just want to have a painter come in. She's like, okay, cool. Yeah, you can have it painted, but I probably wouldn't do anything else. Like the market's really hot now. People aren't caring, you know? I said, sure. So yeah, we got it painted. Um, I called that painter on that Monday. They came on Wednesday and Thursday. And then we listed the house that following Friday, had an open house that weekend. Um, ended up getting 30,000 over asking mm-hmm. and even had a prophetic dream. No joke. Had a dream that week that my real estate agent called me and said, Hey, you're getting 50,000 over um, what you listed it for. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I had a prophetic dream, 50,000. So she came in with this offer. It was the very first offer on the house sight unseen. They literally put the offer on, had not even seen our house and it was 30,000 over. And then we had the open house. We had, I think eight offers total. And the first one was the, the highest one. And it was 30,000 over. So I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be 50,000 over. But listen to this, we lived on a farm. So we had a lot of farm equipment and tractors. We had basically a two-year-old tractor. And um, so the guy who bought the house was like, hey, are you, what are you doing with the tractor? My husband's like, we're going to sell it. He said, how much would you sell it for? And he was like, 20,000. Oh my God. So we literally got 50,000 over. Like, I'm not even joking. It was like this and if I ever needed evidence to like trust my own gut, trust my own tuition to take decisions like quickly, that was it. I was like, I mean, chills even saying that now. So literally he wrote us a check for 20,000 to buy the tractor. So we technically so, got 50,000. So like, here's crazy. the thing, like when we him and haw around on making decisions, all those other things can't happen. Nothing. But I would have never thought 11 that. people, but those 11 people were already there, already ready with yeah. their money, ready to make an offer, looking for what they wanted. And until you yeah. were like, let's go in this direction, let's follow our heart, our soul, our calling, and let's go do it. And you made like, that's a big, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big decision in the grand scheme of things, but like, yeah. that was a bold move. And like I said, like when we make bold moves like that, the earth shatters, the glass shatters, the, the programming, the conditioning, like it shatters the old identity shatters. I mean, have you even had like identity shifts, like reinvention of like Like, from the process of not just that decision, but lots of other powerful decisions. Let me just stand up. Okay. Do you see what I'm wearing? (laughs) You guys can't see me. I have on a crop top shirt. Like actually would not have worn that a year ago. Like I I cannot even begin to tell you how different of a person I am because I just, for lack of better words, just stopped caring what anyone thought. Like, it was just like, like, I don't even care. This is me. I'm so, I'm 33 years old. I am so sick of like not being who I want to be, but I had to also even ask like, who do I want to be? I am someone who makes quick decisions. I am someone who loves their body. It took me 32 years to love this body. And I'm like, why? It's Mm. like my vehicle in this world. Why do I hate my body? Because somebody else tells me it should look a certain way. Are you joking? No, if I, I want to love my body. Like, I mean, I will just be blunt with you. Like everything changed Um, that even selling the house coming into Wilmington is where we live now by the beach. Uh, The rental that we got, like it went on the website 
the day of, I put in the application. We were approved that night um, in a freaking crazy market, right? Like this is when yeah. everything was crazy. Then even this, we were going to wait to buy a house because we have this for a year. And we found this house that we bought and it was perfect. Actually, crazy. Another manifestation story. Here we go. Um, we had been looking on Realtor for a while. And my husband was like, no, we don't need to be buying right now. We're in this rental for a year. We don't want to buy now and have to pay double. We're not going to be able to get out of our lease. And um, so I had been looking on Realtor just to be nosy of like locations because we were kind of new here. And then um, my husband was like, I really want a house by the water. I'm like, dude, we don't have a budget for that. Like, there's no way, you know, like the freaking million dollar homes. I'm like, I'm sorry, not not yet. One day, but not yet. And um, something happened to tell me that Friday, um, my husband was already out of town. Um, he had to work in Raleigh and I was, my daughters were in school. So I was going to pick them up on Friday and head, head back to Raleigh that weekend. And something just told me to look on Realtor. And I was like, okay. So I just looked on Realtor and this house popped up. And it was like water views. It literally said water views. And I'm like, and the price was really low. So I'm like, there's something wrong with it. What happened? <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm just going to drive by. And I go into this neighborhood and it was like, you have to drive like very far through this neighborhood. And then you hit this street that our house was on. And then all of a sudden it looked like you were in the beach. There was palm trees everywhere. Yeah. You could see the water, marina, like you saw it on the maps earlier. I did. Beautiful. I was like, I got to see it. <laughs> it was beautiful. And I was like, there's no way, like what, if, there has to be a catch. Like what is wrong with this house? And my gut was just like, no catch message, your real estate agent, message, your real mm -hmm. estate agent. So I messaged her and I said, Hey, can we make an appointment to see this house on Sunday? When we get back into town, we'll be back around one. Can we do that? And she was like, yeah. And she's like, let me find out some information. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's listed really low. And the house next to it is like 1.2 million. Why? Like, what is wrong with it? Right. And she was like, okay, cool. Turns out, which I told Megan earlier, her best friend was the listing agent. Wow. And See, she this is how me, the world works. This is how like, it all works together. It all works together. Yeah. And so she got the dish on it. Basically, I told Megan, the guy who owned it, um, his, it was his father's house. The father was in a nursing home. All of the income, he rented it out. And the income was to pay for his father's nursing home. His father had passed away. And so the son just wanted to sell the house. So he was listing it really low just to get rid of it. So because he didn't want to deal with it anymore. He lived in another state. And um, yeah. And so basically... Also, too, our contractors here, our friends here that like we have in Wilmington are contractors. And he also used to um, inspect homes for 15 years. So he has his, his inspecting license as well. So I called him up and he came over uh, to tour the house with me and did a full inspection and nothing. He's like, no red flags. Everything's great. And we put in an offer as is. And so somebody else matched our offer, but they went with ours because we put in as is. Yeah. So we ended up getting the house like easy peasy. There were no hiccups. There were no problems. Um, and then even renovating the house, we knocked out, we, we gutted the entire thing, knocked down walls, not a single, and that never happens. You never hear of anyone doing a huge renovation without like finding mold finding or, something. or something. Nothing. Yeah. We found nothing and we move in next weekend. Like nothing. It was seamless. Like everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen. And yeah, like even just me, like identity wise, I just had this moment of I, when I make powerful decisions, that is when things happen for me. Because if you don't make a decision, okay, it's almost like, okay, this is going to sound really weird. It's almost like I'm sitting at dinner with you, Megan. And I am, we're trying to order something and I don't ever order anything off the menu. How is the waiter going to bring me what I want? If I don't make a decision on what I want, mm -hmm. it's the waiter's job to bring me 
what I order off the menu, but I have to decide what I want off of that menu. But what ends up happening is a lot of people will look at that menu. Megan, what are you going to have? I don't know if I want that or not. God, this one sounds good too. Oh, I just really don't know. Oh, but that might upset my stomach or God, that might be too heavy. And we just sit there in indecision. So guess what? We don't get anything. We don't get any food in front of us. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, it's such, it's such as simple as that. Like when you make the decision of what you want and you actually take the steps on it, I will say this too, right? You take the steps of telling the waiter, this is what I want to order. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Right, you have to tell him. You can't just sit there and say in your mind, this is what I want. And I think this is another thing too. A lot of people, I'm going to get woo on you for a second because I think a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space like, are they, oh yeah, law of attraction, right? And they're like, oh, I can just think it and things will come to me. I'm like, no, no, no. There's also the law of action, my friend. And like, there's a really great exercise I do with people. I'll tell them like, ball up your fist. I actually saw this on a TikTok and I was like, yes, yeah, she does it too. Ball up your fist. And I just want you to think in your mind, open fist, open I can open my fist. I can do it. I can open my fist. Did your fist open? No. No, it won't open until you actually take the action to open your fist. So yes, you have to decide in your mind and you have to think it, but then you also have to then go out and take the action. And here's the most I want. This is the most important thing. The most important thing I want all of you guys to hear is you then have to let go of how you think it's going to happen. Yeah. The how is what keeps almost every person I know so stuck because they're like, oh, this is how I think it's going to happen. And so then they don't see the opportunities outside of this very limited view that they have. If I would have thought I'm going to get 50,000 over our house, like I literally had a dream about it. I wouldn't have gone with that person's offer that was only 30 over, but lo and behold, they literally paid us 20,000 for a tractor. There we go. 50,000. So what do you like? When people hesitate on making decisions, because we have opportunities to make very powerful, quick, bold decisions on a daily basis. And what I want people to really get is you want successful people are making, they're just quite frankly, making more powerful decisions more often, more frequently, more consistently, more quickly. And they're doing it over and over and over again. They didn't just do it like one time and become a billionaire. No, they're doing it every single day. But we live in a world where most people out there are hesitating. What happens like from your your belief, your perspective, what you see, what you observe, what actually is happening when people are hesitating on making decisions? Mm, 100% lack of trust, lack of trust in themselves. Here's the thing. I'm going to like put this in perspective. There is no such thing as a right decision ever. It's only decision that you decide is right. If you made a decision, hey, I'm going to do this, you don't even think about any of the other options. What you need to do is coach your brain on why that is the perfect decision. I do this with my clients all the time because they'll they'll create like an offer, right? And then they'll go out and they'll sell that offer and then maybe they can get as many sales as they want. And they're like, oh, well, maybe I should change my offer. Maybe I should do that. And I always tell them, why did you make those decisions in the first place? Why did you make all the decisions for this offer in the first place? And then they'll start to tell me. And then they step into their authority of like, well, this is why it's okay. So anytime your brain starts to go off into la-la land to be like, oh, I should be doing this. Anytime you say I should, that is a lack of trust, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lack of trust. So then you say, the I made this decision and it's the best decision because, and then you literally go down an entire list in your brain of why you were so powerful in making that decision. And you just have to remind yourself that all the time. Mm-hmm. Our subconscious brain, our primal brain, everything is always looking for safety. So it's always... It, it kind of tries to find the negative to be able to keep you safe, right? So 
having that going back and forth on that decision is literally just telling yourself that you can't trust yourself. Ooh, that's what it is. When and you so tell the longer yourself, you're, it's taking you to actually make a decision, whether it's a yes or a no, it's absolutely. actually chipping away at that trust every single, every 100%. single moment you're thinking about it and not making a decision. And then think about that. Other people start to not trust you too, because then you're going to change your mind all the time. Yeah. You're going to start to be flaky. So when you not trusting yourself actually permeates to other people, not trusting you, mm-hmm. like that's why, why the inner work is so important, right? Like it is so important. Like we leaders go first. I say that all the time. Like leaders go first. You have to be your own leader before you can lead others. Like leaders go first, but that really what it is, I think is a lack of trust. And then also even a lack of receiving. That's like a really, really big one, especially for women. We have a hard time receiving things because mm-hmm. in our minds, it's a burden right? Like we're the caregivers. We're the people who are supposed to go out and take care of others and do things for other people. So for us to receive, it feels like we're being a burden. It feels like, you know, and so it is, it's this lack of trusting yourself and lack of receiving because, and I say this all the time, especially with money, a lot of people don't have a problem creating money. Like we can go out and we can make money, but then we have a problem keeping it or having it or having like holding on to it. And that is a receive a receiving wound. It is this, I don't deserve it, right? Like uh, my 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 business partner said it so perfectly the other day um, to one of our clients. She said, oh, so you think money, I can have money, but money doesn't want me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want money, but money doesn't want me. And it was like, like that a was relationship. a relationship. Cool yeah, money is just a reflection yeah. of a relationship you have with yourself. Yeah. Really, that's all it is. It amplifies. But that's what it is, lack of trust in yourself. And the way to build this trust, because I know someone's like, okay, well, then how do you start to trust yourself? This is going to sound so dumb, but I do it all the time. I make my clients do it too. You have to build the belief of trusting yourself. And the way you can do that is like so stupid, simple things. So anytime I leave a room and I turn off the light, I was like, oh my God, that was such a great decision. Like you're going to, you, you, you turn out the light. That was such a great decision. Now you're not going to have an expensive light bill. Like I literally, you brush your teeth. Oh my God, that was a great decision because you love your body and you take care of your body. Oh, you showered. That was such a great decision. Now you feel really good. You're not dirty. Like I, all of these little small things build evidence. Yeah, so you're like reaffirming that you're reaffirming that and reconditioning and reprogramming your mind. Yeah. If you can't trust yourself. If you can't trust yourself with the small things, you'll never trust yourself with the big things. That's right. That's right. So you have to build the belief and evidence and it's there, right? Like it's there. Like when you're hungry, you trust that you're going to go eat something. And eat something healthy. (laughs) Right. So yeah. And it's celebrating that too. Like um, I actually have my clients too, at the end of the day, um, this is like a journal exercising I have for them instead of doing a gratitude list, which is also very important. I think that's really great too. I have them literally write down all the good decisions that they made that day. Oh, that's such a good exercise. And it's such simple things. Like I made the decision to take my kids to school. So they have an education. I made the decision to get gas in my car, right? Like all of these small very simple daily things that we miss that we don't take time. And that's also receiving in order to receive, you have to be present, right? Like you have to be in the moment and you have to notice like the presence. It's like, if you're running, if you're in the mall and someone's trying to hand you a gift and you're too busy focused on all the stores, you're not, you're going to miss the gift. You can't receive it. Right. So you have to be present. Um, And that's a really good thing is like seeing how being present with yourself and actually building that evidence of like, Oh, this is why I make good decisions. And um, even going back of past decisions that you've made, right? Like I made the best decision when I married my husband. Mm-hmm. 
that was a big decision. All the, even the small ones and the big ones, like that was the best decision I could have ever made. I just think about my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, dude, if I would have married him, (laughs) awful, right? I made the best decision in marrying my husband. That's so good. I love that activity. We're going to, I'm going to put that in the show notes. So people do that. Like definitely go do that. If you're listening to this episode, adopt that activity. Even if you only did like make it a challenge for the, for the month, if you're listening to this in February or March or April, or whenever you're listening to it, take the rest of the month and actually go do that decision-making exercise on a daily basis. And then at the end of the month, look at how your life has changed in just 30 days, because it is like a daily thing. It is. So Ashley, where uh, we're just short on time here, I'm going to have to have you back to talk about 14 <laughs> other topics that we wanted to talk about. But I think um, we'd I originally think... want to talk about hormones. And I'm I know, like, oh, right? we didn't even talk about that today. <laughs> we'll have you back for that. We'll have a hormone, we'll have a hormone um, episode soon. So tell people the best place to find you. I know you and your business partner have your company Unbound. And what I love about what you do is that you have such a passion and a gift for messaging and marketing, but also the subconscious. And I don't see anybody else weaving those two together in the way that you do. I read all of your social media posts. I get so much value just from what you share on Facebook and Instagram. So um, tell people like what you've got going on and the best place to connect with you. Yeah. So best place would be Facebook. Um, I'm just not, I just don't love Instagram. (laughs) Instagram is not my jam. I'm there, but I, um, I don't know. I just don't love it. And which is fine. Hey, it's, it's cool. Um, but I'm mostly on Facebook. I am on TikTok too. All is Ashley May Fernandez on everything and, um, May with an E I'm sure you can put that in the show notes and then, yeah, our come. And then I have a podcast as well called the unbound entrepreneur with my business partner, Rachel. Um, but yeah, those are the places to find me. And then right now, the only thing we have going on is our flagship program, which is unbound. And it is a, a group coaching program. You get lifetime access to, um, once you come in, you're in for life. And, um, yeah, it is taking you through our, what we call our match method. And it is, um, a lot of the subconscious work. We do a lot of energy work. We do hypnotherapy in there and actually figuring out what it is you're actually a genius at. Like, I feel like that is my, my like bread and butter is pulling out your genius and being able to articulate it online. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the only things we have going on right now. I love it. Uh, it's kind of quiet over here because like, yeah, moving and all that stuff, but um, yeah, that's it. Those cool. are, that's where you can find me and connect. Awesome. All that's in the show notes below. So go connect with Ashley. Like I said, just your posts are insanely valuable. Thank you. Uh, and we'll put a link to your show as well. Cause I know your podcast is incredible too. So Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank um, you. I definitely am going to have to have you back because we have so many things that we could talk about. So thanks for being here yes. with us. Thank you Talking so much about for decisions. having me. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.